Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. I am, uh, I'm on the other side of the world again. I love it. My best, like you hear me every week, the best job in the planet. I am uh, talking to Emmanuel from Lagos, Nigeria. Emmanuel, why don't you tell us your whole name? Because I, I know I can't pronounce it right. <laughs> okay, so it's Emmanuel Adebue. See, yeah. I, there's no way I was going to be able to say that. How are you? Very good, very good. Good to be on the show. It's good to see you again. We, we met first at TED Fest in New York City. Yes. Was yeah. that your first time to New York, or had you been before? Uh, I've been to New York before, but it was more like I was in transit. So I was heading to Boston. I literally spent maybe 30 minutes in New York. Sure, sure. So, so it was my first time staying in New York, yeah. And was that your first big TED event, or had you been to summits or things before? No, no, no. So I, this this was going to be my first. TED oh event. wow! What was that like yeah. for you? What, what what? Tell me what your feeling was. I mean, I, I thought it was amazing, uh, especially because it was an event filled with TEDx organizers. Yeah. I don't know if I would have had a different experience at a TED event. I mean, a standard TED event, but I really liked this one because I felt like I could relate with everyone in the room. Mm, I mean, mm. they were just. It's like, like our me. tribe, our tribe, everyone like us, right? Yes. Yeah. It now, was, it was amazing. And how long have you been doing, how long have you been doing TEDx? Interesting. So the very first TEDx event I attended was in 2012, 2012. Yeah. And then I was part of the next event the next year. So this was TEDx IFE. I was a student in university at the time. Once I attended the event, I had to walk up to the organizer and I'm like, I have to be a part of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 2013 was the first event I helped. I was part of the team on, on that event. I was head of productions, I think. Now, how, so, so how in Lagos did you communicate the idea of TED? Cause I'm going to think that that was kind of a challenge. Uh, interestingly, I, I think that it's not so much a challenge in Lagos. I think that there are a lot of people who are actually very familiar with the TED brand, especially since early, earlier in this year, there was a major TED event in Lagos. Did you hear about the TED Lagos idea search? No. I, oh, I, that's right. That's right. They yes. did that for it, TED Global. It was too. So, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. I think that a lot of people already know are familiar with the TED brand, and there are a couple of other TEDx events in Lagos as well. So it was it was kind of easy. 
where is the next closest TEDx to you? How far do you have to travel to go find another one? Uh, maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a minute. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's one very close. Yeah. So in Lagos right now, they are actually about, so there's TEDx Bagada, there's TEDx Ikeja, there's TEDx Aja, and there's uh, at least one more TEDx event. And actually, there's TEDx Unilag, which is like literally 15 minutes away from me. And are you an organizer now or are you on a team? Oh, so I'm an organizer now. And what's which so TEDx for, for you? Which What is the actual name for you? This is TEDx Yaba. How do I spell that? So for Y-A-B-A. Got it. For, for a bit of context, I, the first event I was part of was TEDx Ife. This was in a different city. This was in a uh, city where I was schooling in ah, my universities. Right. right. So I, like I explained earlier, I was part of the productions team for the events in 2013. I attended the first one in 2012. I was part of the team in 2013 on the productions team. And then I co-organized two events the next year in 2014. So I was co for two of the events in 2014 in Ife. But then I moved to Lagos and now oh. doing TEDx Yaba. So uh, tell me, wh- what was the difference for you in being a team member and then being the organizer? What was the thing that was really different for you? Uh, I would say... I mean, it's 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 quite different when you don't have to take full responsibility for the team. So to 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 put a bit of uh, context to it, yes, I've managed even for the last event I talked about in 2014, I was involved in managing the team for the most part. I was project manager for the event, mm. but it's quite different because I also had the primary licensee that I had to report to, who did a lot of the curation. Right. And I knew that if I ran into any issues, I could always call on him and be like, strangely, his name is also Emmanuel. I'll be like, Emmanuel, this isn't working. <laughs> we need to do this. And I mean, I, I knew I had someone who I could always run to. But in this case, the entire team looked up to me and it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, place to be in. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the major difference. So this, then 2016, and then have you already done your event this year, or is it still coming up? Yes. Yes, it it held exactly a month ago. Oh my gosh! Have you gotten any? You've gotten caught up on your sleep then? (laughs) Yeah, I'm still trying to recover from it, but yeah. How many people at Yaba? Uh, the events we had 200 and the all seats 208 and we had the all packed. So yeah, I would say 200 people. Oh my gosh. And you know, one of the things I, I like to hear is how many TEDx's you've been to. Like, do you, do all of you go to each other's events and do you have a kind of a community feel with one another? Yes. I actually think that we have a, growing community here so the tedx ambassador for west africa she's also in lagos oh. so we have this yeah 
So we have this WhatsApp group with a lot of people, a lot of TEDx organizers in the region where we chat every now and then. I mean, TEDx Metama, which is in Abuja, held like a week or two before mine. I couldn't attend that, but I attended a TEDx event in Benin Republic, which was really amazing. Benin Republic is just the next country to Nigeria. So I traveled all the way to Benin to attend that. This was, I think, early April or something. And it was, it was amazing. So we have this community of organizers. How many do you think there are in that community? Right now on the group, I would say we're about 20 or there are about 15, 20. I know in Lagos alone, there are about four or five TEDx organizers. There is TEDx Podako, there's TEDx Akure, there is TEDx Calabar, which are all different cities in Nigeria alone. And then TEDx Metama, then you have TEDx uh, Youth at Ganido, which is the one I mentioned in the Republic. I know there's an organizer from Ghana, I think, and a couple of other guys. So yeah, I would say about 15 or 20 or so. And are you um, now, so we're recording, listener, we're recording this uh, September 19th. You won't listen to it for a while, so it will be after... Uh the TEDx Global. So this weekend, uh, TEDx organizers are doing TEDx Global. Uh, is there something yes. organized there for you all this Saturday? Yes, actually. Mercy, who is the uh, TEDx ambassador I mentioned, she's putting something together. I wanted to with my team, but with my schedule, I think it will be quite difficult, but she's organizing once. I'm probably just going to ask my team members to, to join that event. I'm yes. looking forward to that with, with our team yeah. as well. I, I've got to imagine now you're, uh, you have the unique position of being the first, uh, organizer oh. on hacking the red circle from, uh, the continent of Africa. And, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I had put a call out because I, um, I, uh, have a big map on the home page, and every time I do an interview, I put a little pin on the map. And I I looked at it a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Hold it! There's a lot of continents that I don't have enough pins, and I didn't have any for Africa. So you're the first one. So this next question is about what is it about what you do? And it, this could either be specific for your TEDx or in uh, West Africa. What is it that makes your TEDx unique? Okay, I would start from my event in particular, and then I would also talk a bit about the region in general. Sure. So I think that TEDx Yaba is unique because Yaba in itself is kind of the center of tech in Nigeria, right? So Yaba has this thriving, growing community as a tech cluster now. So if uh. you think of Yaba, you, you kind of think of it as Nigeria Silicon Valley. Oh, got it. Got it. Right. Right. So for me, it was really amazing. And I work in tech too, by the way. So it's really amazing to be able to organize an event in the center of tech. And that's kind of why our theme for this year was uh, called Past, Present, Future, because we wanted to explore what are the possible futures, especially Mm. since there's there's a growing consciousness that tech technology plays a lot of uh, a strong role in our future. Right. So I, I think that, that that's that's pretty amazing to bring together sure. all the innovators who are sure. doing things with technology. Right. But then within the region as a whole, I also think that there's a 
and for good reasons, I think that there's a lot of emphasis on Africa as a continent, right? Because I actually think that, I mean, look at TED Global, for instance. I think that the ideas, even though I wasn't there, I really wished I was there, but I heard about a lot of the ideas that were shared there. I think that there's just something about the African continent right. today that people need to pay attention to. So, yeah, I, I actually think that it's a good thing that there's a lot of emphasis today on Africa as a whole. So. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now if someone wanted to learn more about Africa, which a lot of us uh-huh. could expand our knowledge, we could go to some of these TEDx sites and watch those talks, and we're going to learn a lot at a local level, which is what we don't see on CNN and you know, things like that. Right. So we're going to get a, a completely different view. Um, and it's interesting. Ted is technology, entertainment, design. And with um, Yaba being the Silicon Valley, you got the tech handled. How did you represent design or did you represent design at your show? Interesting. So I know we represented entertainment a lot at the event as well, because we had a lot of storytellers. We had a lot of, artists at the event, especially. So one of the things that we did with the events was to try to balance. Yes, everyone expected technology to be well represented at events, yes. but we tried, we tried a lot to balance that out. But design, looking at all our speakers, I would say that there was a fair balance between technology and entertainment, but maybe not so much design, thinking about it now. Because we had people who talked about storytelling, for instance. We had people who talked about jollof rice, which is a oh, what's that? very interesting. <laughs> so jollof rice is one of the major local dishes here. And there's this growing, well, not growing, there's this war, right? Let me use that word, between Nigeria and all the other countries in the region about who has the best jollof rice. And, and now, so, uh, well, you said Jello fries, Jello rice. So it's J O L L O F then rice. Oh, Jello rice. Oh, yes. well, now you're talking my language because we're talking about food, <laughs> and my listeners yeah. know that I love food because one of the things um, I ask is uh, is you know because one of the fun things about Ted is the food and the lunch and mm-hmm. snacks and those things that we all we get donated and I call. What we do at TEDx Santa Barbara, I call it the tastes of TEDx Santa Barbara. And then I have local entrepreneurs. Like I met uh, at the market last weekend, someone who makes a plant based ice cream. So there's, there's no cream. There's no sugar. There's no, it's, and it was absolutely delicious. I said, I'd love to come and I'd love you to come in and have everybody taste your ice cream. But what it, Yolof. Did I say it right? Jollof rice? Jollof. Jollof rice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so there's a little bit of a competition regionally on who makes the best. So did you serve that at your event or did you have people talk about it? No, we had had someone talk about it. And it was interesting because Jollof rice, by the way, I mean, I can say this because I'm the first African to be on your show that Nigeria has the best Jollof rice. (laughs) So I I just put Nigeria. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure those who come after me would have a different opinion, but hey, I'm the first. You're person. the first one. So will you do me a favor, and would yeah. you, will you send me? Um, I'd love a link to the best 
jollof rice recipe you have. And sure. I'm I'm going to be the first one in Santa Barbara to make that. Uh, mm. And I will say I used your recipe, which I, I love. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of learning all of these different things. Like when I uh, interviewed Maurizio from TEDx Cesena, mm. he was in Italy. And I asked, that's when I first came up with the question. Because I was like, why am I not asking, talking about food? Because I love it so much. And he laughed. He says, oh, we have the piadina, which is a bread, a flatbread. And he says, and we make the best piadina in all of Italy. <laughs> so, so I understand that regional attachment. It, you know, you, you started in 2012 as a student and mm -hmm. you, you've been on the crew and then you worked your way up like a lot of people do, uh, to or co-organizer and then organizer. What would you say has been the biggest surprise for you personally now, five years into it? So I would say that, okay, this is an interesting question because between 2014 and 2016, I actually took a break. So I left IFE once I was done with school and I... I took a break from organizing TEDx events, obviously because my career was also just starting out. Right. I needed to, uh, I mean, just get settled a bit. But between then and now, I realized, I came back to the conclusion that the TEDx platform is still the best platform for finding local ideas and, and just sharing them, right? Providing a platform to amplify what a lot of local innovators do. Yes, yes. Right? I mean, that that for me was the biggest realization. I came back to early this year when I decided I was going to do TEDx here, but uh, there isn't any platform out there like like the TEDx platform for just amplifying what people do to a global audience. One of the things, I see if this is true for you, um, that when I'm in with a group of people in Santa Barbara, uh, you know, I'm known as the TEDx Santa Barbara guy, but that gives me permission <laughs> to kind of ask the question about who have they heard, who have they met, who did they see, who's interesting, who's working on something. And typically those people aren't publicizing that thing. They're, you know, they're maybe quiet about it. And uh, have you found that, that people know you're the, uh, you're the organizer and you're looking for those kinds of things and they, and they say, Oh, Oh, Emmanuel, you've got to go see this guy. Or you got to go listen to this girl. Uh, yeah, to an extent, but I, I mean, but I think it also has to do with my personality as a person. So as much as I, I do a lot of these events and I'm also a, a community builder of some sort because I also get involved in a couple of other events within the technology ecosystem. But I find that as much as possible, I try not to make this about me as a person, right? As much as the ideas and the, uh, as much as it is about building a community. So yeah, I think that for me as a person, I'm a laid back person for the most part. Right. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yes, I, I, I get a lot of those, uh, requests to sometimes that, yeah, you should meet this person or you should, uh, look at what this person is doing. Right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. We get we get the guidance to not look for speakers, but look for ideas. And and yeah. to your point, yeah, it, you know, I've it's interesting. I've heard from speakers who have been on other TEDx stages that the TEDx 
uh, was a platform for the organizer. And I went, what? And he says, oh, yeah, it was all about th- that person, you know, when they were doing it and this and that. And I think that's that's completely opposite from what the platform is about. And to your point, it's not about yeah. us, right? It's yeah. about us providing a place for that idea to to go out and, and be seen. I'm curious, do you have any um, – I'm going to stay on surprise for a second, but how – how easy is it for you to be able to attract sponsors and partners to be able to underwrite your expenses? Ah, so the question of sponsorships. Uh, I would say that the experience hasn't changed from 2014 to now. It's usually quite challenging. Why? Because uh, for some of the sponsors, I know that some of the rules can be a bit uh what's the word it can be a bit uh dicey for them because they i mean typically sponsors want once they're sponsoring your event they want to be on stage they want a speaking slot they want all of the things that ted doesn't allow us to give right. so that right that, that is usually a challenge sometimes right for this particular event i know we had to be very creative right in terms of how we were able to underwrite some of our costs but yes, there's always that challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a very different ask when you're talking to a potential partner when you say, "Well, I can't give you any of those normal things." <laughs> it's, yeah. it's uh, we live in a town that has over two thousand nonprofits, and they are oh. always asking for money. And so it's either, but it's around healthcare, education, poverty crime. I mean, all these other things. And I said, well, our event is about ideas. What do you mean? It's about ideas. (laughs) And so you, you have that conversation, right? It's like, well, this idea might change the world and how, what's that worth? (laughs) Right. You know, how, how do you, we support that and, um, right. So it's challenging. I, I understand that. And you do end up having to be creative when, when you look at all of the things that it takes to produce an event that has everything related to it, the technology, the production, the marketing, the curating, the building, the team, the organ, all of that. What part do you think you're the best at that or the, maybe the part you like the most? Hmm. So my day job is, I'm a project manager, right? Uh, even in my even in my job, so yeah, I think that would be the path that I, I enjoy the most, being able to account for the team as a whole, yes. right, and making sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. I, I think that that can be very interesting, but sometimes the curation too can be very interesting because then you get to work with speakers to guide their thought, thoughts and all of that to. Uh, just make sure that the ideas come out right. I think that I enjoy that part as well. But generally, just being the guy who creates a platform for others to be able to do their best work mm. is, is the kind of thing that, that I like to do. There's a lot of uh, project management tools that TEDx organizers use. So they mm-hmm. there's Asana and Trello and 
Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Those are the two that we, that we use. Uh, what do you use base for camp. yours? Base camp. Yeah, exactly. Base camp. Thank you. That was the one. Yeah, but, but strangely, we didn't use any one of those for really? this last event. Yeah. I mean, for previous events, we used Basecamp. I've used Asana for a couple of events. But for this last event, it was just a good old WhatsApp. So we had this. <laughs> really? This WhatsApp? <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a couple of Google Docs here and there, Google Sheets. So we relied a lot on Google Docs, Google Sheets. We had sheets for uh, speakers who's been confirmed, their contact details, we should contact and all of that. We had Google Docs where everyone could contribute to the concept notes for sure. events. We had, but all of the communication happened within WhatsApp groups. So we had a group for the PR team. We had a group for the court team. We had a group for the event day volunteers and the event day manager and all of that. I thought it was interesting, but uh, thinking about it, maybe we could have done things a lot better with, say, Asana. But one thing I've realized is a lot of people are just very familiar with WhatsApp and then you can just chat on the go. But when you have to bring in new tools, it, it can sometimes just be a asshole sometimes. Just go with the WhatsApp that everyone uses. Right. I, I agree with you that it's, um, that the challenging piece, we have, um, we have people of all different age ranges in our group. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, getting them used to new technology is challenging. We use Slack, yeah. uh, and then everything integrates into Slack. So Asana works into that. So the marketing team mm-hmm. likes that, but some teams like to use Google Sheets. And so it's kind of nice with, with Slack that, that, that works for them. So I was curious about that. What, um, what advice would you give to, uh, usually it's experts, but I'm thinking today I'd love for someone who's listening to the show and they're considering doing their first TEDx and they've heard about the show and they know they can listen to veterans. What, what's the one thing you might tell them? Interestingly, after our event, someone walked up to me and she wants to organize a TEDx event in another city, right? So I'm actually working with her now to see how that can get off the ground, helping with application and all. But I would say my advice would be that, first of all, you have to have the right intentions, right? I mean, this isn't about, like I alluded to earlier, this isn't about making a name for yourself. Right, this isn't about right, right, right. you. The truth is, this cost me a lot more than <laughs> any other venture that I've, that I've been in. Right? But I do it just for the love of the community. I do yep. it for the ideas. I do it for the fact that you just never know how this can be a blessing to someone else, right? And that's that. That would be my advice. Do it for the very right reasons, right? Nobody gets paid for organizing a TEDx event, but the impacts can just be amazing, right? And it's that that gets you through the. I mean, sometimes you just ask yourself. I, I was talking to some of my team members the other day, and it's it's funny. We all had to make sacrifices. It was mm. stressful, right? But yeah. everyone was glad that they were a part of this 
because they were in it for the right reasons. Imagine yeah. if you were in to make a name for yourself or to make money out of this, then you would have just got burnt out somewhere in between. Right. So yeah, do it for the right reasons. I, I, you know, I love that. We had a, a little get together with some um, people that wanted to partner with us and they wanted to understand a little bit more of what TED and TEDx is. They, you know, they were really interested in supporting us. So we put together a little, um, you know, a little wine and cheese and, and we met with them. And afterwards, I got a note from one of our team members. She said, thank you so much for doing that. It reminded me why we're doing what we're doing, mm. right? Because when, when you communicate to people who don't know and they don't understand about the big ideas and they don't understand how one person's voice can start a movement, you know, it's, which is exactly what's happened uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times with TEDx. Yeah. So, um, are, are you already planning your 2018 event? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> I know it's only been four weeks, but, but some people, they wake up the next day and which I think is a little insane. I think it's good to take a break, but, um, yeah. so you need to, you'll fill out a license and are you doing 2018? Yeah, I most likely would. But we're trying to close out this event by releasing our videos soon. Right. So hopefully by the time this uh, podcast is out, our videos will also be out. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll probably start planning for the next year's event. But yes, I'll likely do it now next year. And will you, do you think you'll do anything different next year? Mm. So this year we experimented with a theater we used a cinema all as a as a venue oh right? for yeah for the production crew they thought it was very complicated right some of them came back to me after the event and like please don't use this venue next time <laughs> i mean aesthetically it was good and everything worked like we imagined it but for the production crew they felt it was it was very difficult to set up in the all because they had uh it was difficult to hang the lighting within the cinema or and all of those. So they thought a more open venue would have been better. Right. So maybe, right. We'll, so maybe, maybe we'll use a different venue, probably a larger venue as well next year. Uh, I also think that we'll reach out to sponsors a lot earlier. It's interesting because the event was supposed to happen in November, but we moved it up to August. And I'm actually glad now that we did. Because in my mind, I thought, okay, we need more more months to raise funds and all of that. But my teammates just came to me and they're like, why wait in November when we can do it in August? And I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's just do and it. Somehow, yeah. So I I think that so what that what I amounted to was that we had very limited time to then put 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 the event together. I think we started planning maybe three months or so before the event. Right. I, I think you want six months. Well. I think six months is a good exactly. idea. That's my, my advice exactly. for you, my friend. It's okay. <laughs> so give yourself six <laughs> months. So I think that we'll start planning a lot earlier for the next one. There's um, that, that it, it is great advice for anybody who's listening is 
There, there are so many things that you can work on and there's so many long-term kind of plans that you can do and building relationships with partners, you know, certainly looking for ideas and speakers and voices is a year long thing that the curators does, but you know, you don't need to, like we as a team will just meet once a month for the three months after the show. And then we get, we start ramping that up. We have a team meeting tonight and we're doing a, uh, a volunteer job fair. So we're, we're all the team leaders are there and we've invited the community to come. If you want to volunteer, you can meet the team leaders and see what kind of job you might like. Um, it's, uh, it's something new. We're experimenting with that this year to have a, uh, a little more, um, robust communication with our volunteers. Um, as we, we come to the end of our time here, I, I want to, I have a couple questions left, which is, um, there's there were 3600 TEDx's last year around the world. If I could put you on a red carpet and we could fly to any TEDx anywhere, where are we going? Hmm. Interesting. Uh so it would either be one of two. I would ah. say <laughs> TEDx Houston. Houston. Right? Ah. Yes. Okay. Especially because the Houston event is also focused on a lot of African voices and all of that. It would be good to experience that. But then, for whatever reason, Prague has been in my head for uh-huh. for years oh. as the one city I, I want to visit. Uh-huh. So if there's a TEDx event in Prague, then uh-huh. I would want to go there. Yeah. Well, I will, we will uh, send a note to them, and they will save <laughs> a seat for you, and all you have to do is get there. <laughs> Uh, which yeah. is challenging. And then as, as you know, you listen to the show, uh, that I like to finish with the hack. You know, what's that thing that you can do that doesn't cost any money, but has a huge impact, uh, on your event? Mm. So there was something we did, uh, this year talking about part of being creative. So to be honest, we, we ran out of funds at some point. And I had to choose between printing brochures, that's paper brochures for the events, or having a mobile app for the attendees, right? So I, I just went online, and I'd been to an event before where the brochure, the program and all was a mobile app, and I went looked for that particular app, and I thought, so it was something like, TED Connect, for instance, sure. it had the program, it had the list of attendees and all of that. I mean, that for me, so I found a company who had an app that we could work with and I reached out to them. They were gracious enough to give us the premium license as part of sponsorship for the event. That saved us, I don't know, a, a huge chunk of our budget because printing would have costed us, say, a third or a quarter of our budget. Right. 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 And that, that, that was, that was interesting for us because it's, I mean, it saved us a, a lot of money. So yeah, I would say that one act would be find ways to be creative when it comes to cutting costs, especially in a region like ours where a lot of sponsors, you have to educate them on what the value is and all of yes. that. Yes. The app, the app saved us a whole lot of money and it was just, we got it for free basically. And, apart, and, of, apart, apart, 
part of that was even also contributing to not printing. So not printing was also good for the environment, which is yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's right. what that's what yeah. I was thinking. Is there's a there's another benefit as well as right. You're you're yeah. more environmentally conscious. Yeah. We have a speaker this year who's talking about the problem of plastics and plastics in the ocean, the pollution in the ocean. And there's such a, um, that's such a big part of the conversation here in Santa Barbara. And, and I think for you as well, being right there on the ocean, uh, yeah. that, uh, the team is trying to have it 100% no plastic at our event. And interesting. That is hard. Let me tell you, because, because <laughs> like we did this, we did a little thing and I wanted balloons at the, and they were like, hold, those are plastic, man. You can't, no, no balloon. I said, Oh, but you know, that's when you start thinking about it, you know, when you, you're, you, you are true to that idea. And as you said, what are the right intentions? And the intentions are to set an example. Right. For us mm -hmm. to set an example and you can't have a talk about no plastic and then have plastic uh, in yeah. the event. Right. Cause that's, that's hypocritical. And, uh, that's all part of uh, running a Ted X and Emmanuel. I am so glad I met you. I'm so glad you were our very first. Um, and that pin will be prominent on the hacking the red circle.com website, uh, which yeah. I deeply appreciate. And I, uh, Really, uh, I would love to see some pictures. Will you send us some pictures that we can post? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That would be great. And I hope to see you at a at another gathering of TEDx organizers in the future. And I wish you a lot of luck. And and we will absolutely stay in touch because I've got a great community. We're, I think, this is show number fifty one. So how about that? We're breaking into our second half of a hundred. Wow! Congrats! Congrats! Yeah. And thanks a lot, Mark, for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Take care, Emmanuel. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.